0: Hey there, everybody! Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me is the dude that would probably trade me in for a shiny new bicycle. Brandon, how you doing, Brandon? Uh, not doing so great this week, actually. Yeah, you sound like absolute shit again. <laughs> Our pathetic human sciences have done you nothing. I'm on week twelve of
1: being sick now. <laughs> This harsh, like
0: the Leprechaun all over again. harsh
1: Australian winter is really taking it out of me.
0: I guess so. Those
1: 70 degree days are just too much. It's
0: too, it's too perfect out there in that luxurious private island. <laughs>
1: My body is destroying <laughs> itself.
0: <laughs> so, are your kids okay? Are they, they're not sick, are they?
1: No, I'm the only one who's sick. They brought the oh. sickness into this house, and I'm the one who's paid... The price for the last eight months.
0: Oh my god! You're like that guy from the Green Mile who just absorbs everybody's sickness, <laughs> except you actually got sick out of it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're welcome, everybody, for being the one <laughs> to take your sickness,
0: <laughs> to harbor all of the <laughs> all the bacteria and viruses. <sighs> oh, that sucks, man. That that's terrible. I mean, sorry it's sorry that great. you're sick still. How are you? Oh, I'm in perfect health. <laughs> oh, how lovely. Yeah, not not really though. I'm I've been kind of tired because I've been staying late at work the past couple nights. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, I'm tired, but that's okay. That's not, I can sleep when I'm dead. You know, you'll feel better when you're dead too. So, <laughs> I can't wait. Ah, oh, me neither, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm just gonna give a, a little warning here because. Listeners, if you guys aren't into video games, you probably should probably you should probably just skip ahead a couple couple minutes here um because e three was this week, which was the big electronic gaming expo, which revealed just a bunch of new video games that are coming out in the year it, it, this year and into next year so if you wanna skip that uh just give us like five minutes we don't talk about we don't talk to ourselves that that much so so hey Brandon e three was this week, yeah. <laughs> What excited you about E3? Because I only watched Nintendos, so... Cyberpunk. Yeah, I need to watch that. You know what? I'm just not that into that setting, though. That's why I skipped it. Are you into Keanu Reeves? I wish I was more into Keanu Reeves, because I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies. Have you seen them?
1: The John Wick movies? Yeah. I've seen the first two. I haven't seen the new one. Oh, that's enough. He shoots a bunch of people in the head. Like, a lot. Just a whole bunch? Yeah, just headshot, headshot, headshot. That's the whole movie.
0: Yeah, I feel like me and my wife would like that movie, so maybe someday we'll watch it. I mean, if you like
1: headshots, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll I'll watch that trailer later today, but was there anything else that, that piqued your interest? Uh, I mean, there's going to be another Breath of the Wild game. I know, isn't that going to be awesome? I love it. I thought for sure when it when it started showing it, I was like, "Oh wow, they're gonna do another DLC for Breath of the Wild. That's cool." Because they just did the um, DLC for Borderlands Two, which was like unheard of, you know? Yeah. And I was like, "Sweet, more DLC." And then I was like, "Nope, a whole new game." And I was like, "Aw, damn."
1: Yeah. Speaking of that Borderlands DLC, uh, my wife and I beat it like (laughs) half an hour after (laughs) it was released. We like started it up and played through the whole thing.
0: Wow, really? Yeah. Did it come, like, you have the handsome collection, right? Yeah. Does it, like, automatically get downloaded onto it?
1: Uh, no, you've got to go onto the store and hit
0: download. Oh, my. I'll probably never play it then. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see, I mean, I don't know, it's not that interesting for you, but they finally brought the Secret of Mana 2 to to the United States. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's been, you know, I knew that they had the Secret of Mana collection in Japan, and I was hoping it would get a release over in the West, but it didn't, and I just, I think everybody forgot about it, and then Square Enix was just like, bam, available right now, and I was like,
1: oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> even though I've already beaten that game, but yeah, um, it was emulated, so I don't really count that. It's official now. I know, and then they're going to remake it anyway. <sighs> it's so cool.
1: What do you think about the, the Final Fantasy VII remake?
0: You know what? I love Final Fantasy VII. Um, I'm probably going to buy it on the Switch eventually, probably play it with my son once he can read and everything. I don't really care about it, and I wish I cared more about it, but I don't. Wow. I know. Why do you think that it is? Just, I, I just don't get excited about video games anymore. Like, they excite, I, I get excited about them, but I try not to... to Get excited about them until like they're almost out, anyway. So yeah. probably closer to when it comes out, I might have an interest in it. But right now, I just don't care about it. Fair enough. It just that's the way to be, it just, really. They, yeah. And I are they still doing the episodic for it? It Cause seems that like does it. Not interest me. All right. Because all they've shown so far is Midgar, and that's the very beginning of the game. And I love that part of the game, but it's like I want to see how they're gonna do the field. I want to see like the Midgar, the giant snake. You know, I want to see other stuff. But aside from that, uh, the Animal Crossing stuff looked like fun. I know you don't care for Animal Crossing, but yeah. uh, what else was there? Was there anything else that was worth mentioning? I feel like there wasn't
1: as many surprise reveals this year as there has been before.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I only watched Nintendo, so I was cool. Uh, I was happy with, like, the Breath of the Wild reveal. Oh, the Smash Brothers DLC characters were cool. Yeah. I'm um, looking forward to that. I don't know what else. Then again, I don't care about Halo. We're at the
1: end of the generation, so they're no. all saving their games for the next consoles. They're not going to announce true. anything
0: new. Oh, you know what else I need to look up is the Dying Light Two. I want to see. I want to see the trailer for that. That does look cool. I still need to play the first one. I have a, a complete edition on my PS4, and I just haven't played it yet because I'm a loser. <laughs> Gotta play that. That's pathetic. I know. You disgust me. (sighs) Whatever, you're the one that's sick. You disgust me. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm perfectly fine. You need to go huff some Mystic Vapors (laughs) or something. It's it's probably, like, code name for fucking Vicks Vapor Rub. (laughs) The Mystic Vapor Rub. (laughs) Um, do you want to get into this episode that we got going on today? Yeah, I guess we could talk about that show. All right. So we get, all right, (laughs) (laughs) let's do it, let's do it. All right. So we just got done watching the tale of the prom queen, which was the 12th episode of the first season. We only have one more fucking episode left. Brandon. Oh, I know. Feels like we just started this. this. I know. Even though when we got to Hungry Hounds, it was like in a time loop where we just... It was all Hungry Hounds for <laughs> fucking weeks and weeks, but... It's still Hungry Hounds. After we got hounds. over that Hungry Hounds hump, it was just a downward fucking sled ride in the winter until we got to the penultimate episode, The Tale of the prom Queen. What'd you think about it altogether?
1: It was definitely an improvement over Hungry Hounds on the Hungry Hounds scale. Yeah. And, uh, gotta say... Spoilers, but the plot twist I saw coming from the very beginning.
0: I did too, yeah. I'm sure the story's been told like a million times before, but which makes sense because I think they say that in the show yeah. a couple times. There's nothing new here, I guess. But it wasn't bad. This is it a very
1: classic ghost story.
0: Yeah, and I didn't find it boring, and I think that's probably because of the acting. Uh, well, okay, it was Kind of boring, but I was entertained the whole time? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, can that be?
1: <laughs> it's an entertaining kind of boring.
0: Yeah, like nothing happens in this episode per se, but it wasn't a chore to watch.
1: You could shorten this episode down to like three
0: scenes, I think. <laughs> you, you could. There's a lot of filler in this one. <laughs> oh, there's some stuff I loved about it, though. Alright, you ready to dive into this? Yeah, let's get into <laughs> it. Classic tale? Okay. So this episode immediately begins with a ghostly figure in white that's just very, incredibly slowly walking down the path yeah. um, of the forest to the Midnight Society hangout.
1: It looks like somebody wrapped in toilet paper. Yes,
0: it does. It, it does. Obviously, this is Kristen. I mean, who else could this fucking be? She's walking slower than Pam was from the Hungry Hounds.
1: That's just her thing. She just likes slow walking. She's like, it builds she, she
0: suspense. Oh. Yeah, I didn't like the way she was talking through most of this episode. Even though she dropped it for um, a little bit.
1: Yeah, I hated it. And we only had to listen to it for a little bit.
0: Yeah, these poor Vendai Society members. <laughs> they had to sit through this shit the whole... Fuck it. And you know what? That's they all looked like incredibly bored throughout this whole oh, episode. Oh god, so. yes.
1: I have to get a picture <laughs> of all that. of them, did.
0: <laughs> Kristen's walking down this pathway with these loose loose white cloth draped over her. I'm thinking, shit, you better not get too close to that fucking campfire cuz <laughs> she will just blaze up. She's basically wearing fucking tissue paper. <laughs> If she got if she got in contact with that fire, she would be <laughs> burned alive.
1: <laughs> that
0: would be a uh, funny prank. Yeah, it'd be a goof. <laughs> <laughs> we then see David, he's flipping through a book that he's reading, and he bends the spine of the book completely all the way around, and I'm just like, ugh. I hate it when people do yeah. that to books. Why? why I don't read that often but when I read my books like I barely crack it open so that it never b- bends the spine <laughs> cause I hate that
1: I just never open books cause <laughs> nothing can happen to them if they're
0: just, <laughs> just sitting on a shelf perfectly closed yeah just keep them never pristine. to be touched yeah that's why I prefer hardback because then I don't have to worry about fucking the spine but anyway Eric is sitting there eating a sandwich with just the most bored look on his face and uh, Kiki's in her overalls. She's tossing a ball up in the air and catching it. Um, she's propped up on Betty Ann, who um, is balancing something on her nose. I guess. But when I was watching it, I thought she was just plucking out her eyelashes. At <laughs> I first. thought the same thing.
1: <laughs> That's
0: what it. I until I seen that she dropped the fucking like pencil or whatever she was balancing on her nose, I was like, "Is she plucking her eyelashes? <laughs> <laughs> Why that, would you do that?" That sounds
1: like a thing Betty Ann would do.
0: That sounds like a thing a serial killer would do. (laughs) I think eyelashes take quite a while to grow back in. I don't know. I'm not an eyelash expert. Really? Believe it or not, yeah. So the figure in white just very, like I said, very slowly, just like in Hungry Hounds, makes her way down the path still. Her hands are outstretched like a zombie. She's not even near these people yet. She's just still walking down this pathway. She's like, I got to fully commit to this shit. The second I... (laughs) Get into the woods. I'm just going to start fucking yeah. slow walking How long do you on the think off chance. It was before she started slow walking. I think she started right away, just on the off chance that somebody seen her. She's she fully committed to this shit. That's why
1: she's so late. She's just like, okay, I got off my yeah. bike. i got got to start slow walking now.
0: Yeah. She already cycled for 45 minutes from the other province of Canada to get into Gary's backyard, so. This is the most late I think anybody has ever been so far. It's really hard to tell, because they're
1: always late all the time. And they always bitch about how people are late, but they don't do
0: anything about it. I know. Gary did not enforce that rule whatsoever. No, he just talks. (laughs) He just, he talks and then was late right after anyway. So he was like, well, can't fucking, can't be a hypocrite. Might as well just forget about it. Yep. Gary's in front of the fire with Frank, and Frank's gathering firewood, and then he asks if Kristen is there yet, and of course not, because she's just still walking really slow, and Eric asks Frank if he's surprised, considering the fact that she's always late. Kiki shit-talks her, saying she's probably doing her makeup, and if her makeup isn't perfect, she stays home. Which, No, oh, she hmm. doesn't.
1: She's been there every yeah. week.
0: Exactly. And even the week that there was a clown story, she wasn't like, oh, I gotta go, my makeup's not perfect, you know? She sat there and fucking trudged through the story. David's like, shut up, guys. She'll be here. She's got a great story.
1: How the fuck do you know, Dave? Her last story
0: was the worst, so... He just loves his Kristen. She's got perfect makeup, she always wears a Midnight Society diapers, and she hates clowns, so she's the yeah. perfect cat. Shut
1: up, guys. Kristen's perfect. She can't do anything wrong.
0: <laughs> Except for tell stories. <laughs> yes,
1: the thing that this entire club is based around, she can't do at all, but yeah, she's great.
0: <laughs> Gary starts talking about how they have rules, and if she's always gonna... And then the kids turn and they look at a wispy figure in white, and they all freak the fuck out. <laughs> Eric spits out his sandwich. <laughs> Kiki fucking knocks the shit out of Betty Ann to get away, and they all gather together to fight this ghostly creature. Did you see Betty or uh, Kiki knock Betty Ann over though? Like no, she didn't, I didn't. get toppled over, but she just like fucking jump kicked pushes- her. Yeah, she like kicks her into the fire. Shoulder slams her so that she can get out from this ghost. And Betty Ann's like, "Whoa!" You know, like yeah.
1: Uh Betty Ann's burning alive in the fire. And she's like, well, "At least I didn't get killed by that toilet paper monster." <laughs> Did they all really think
0: it was a ghost? Uh, I don't know. This is like the scariest thing that happened <laughs> in this whole episode. So it's true. Who knows. Who else would it be? You guys are sitting there bitching about Kristen not being there. Kristen always fucking walks slowly and brings props to her stories. Yeah. You know it's a Kristen story. You should know what to expect. And they're always playing pranks on each other and stuff. Yeah. This is exactly the same thing that Kristen told in her last story uh, because Amy was dressed up like the same ghost. Also, that's not a prom dress. That's like a fucking wedding dress. Yeah. Uh, it's got a veil and everything. Nobody wears a veil to their prom.
1: Look, she went up to her attic and found some dusty old clothes, and that's all she could find. Alright. She didn't know the combination to her aunt's treasure chest.
0: <laughs> she didn't have a Ouija board or somebody <laughs> to play it with. <laughs> so the gang ask uh, who it is, and Kristen tells them she's there to tell them a story, which she says, I'm pretty sure, quite slowly. <sighs> The kids all sigh in relief. Oh, this is the, Mm. this part. Betty Ann walks up to Kristen saying, excellent, Chris. And she goes for a high five. But Kristen just stares at her for a few seconds, leaving her hanging. And Betty Ann just walks away really disappointed. And it was really, I don't want to say it was cringy, but like, I felt so bad for Betty Ann. Kristen, why did she do that? Nobody
1: likes Betty Ann, except us. She's the Midnight Society outcast. Her stories <laughs> are gross and half happy endings, and everyone hates her.
0: She's, she seems to me like the most likable Midnight Society member. Like, I would want to be her friend out of all of these. Well, well, she's well like, I guess Gary, She's too. like the most
1: not actively terrible.
0: Yeah, you're right. Kristen says it's time to begin my tale as Eric asks her what's with the getup, and he's pulling on it. And Kristen breaks her character for a second and tells Eric to sit the fuck down, I'm doing this shit for effect, and he says, "Sorry, and then he goes and sits down. Kristen tells us her tale is one of woe and it's been told around many campfires, um, so she stole this one, got it, yeah, uh, she continues saying <laughs> she continues saying, I'm here to tell the one true version, yeah. man that's
1: that's pretty that's some bullshit. egotistical of you,
0: yeah, yeah, right. It cuts over to Gary, who looks bored as fuck. David and Betty Ann look slightly intrigued, but not really. And Kristen says she's going to need some help with the monkey bone powder. But Gary's got her back. He throws the powder into the fire, as she lets everyone know her story's called The Tale of the Prom Queen. I I do have to say, I think it's funny because Kristen stands this whole episode. And her getup is incredibly flame-hazardous. Yeah. So... We gotta mention
1: again that she's doing a voice while telling the story, where she's, yeah, she's she's like the tale of the prom
0: queen. Yeah, she's very quiet. It's almost like a Peterish voice. Yeah, it's. I hated it. I just just get on with it, you know. These episodes are only, like, 24 minutes, and we just spent, like, three of them, and all, all it was for was for her to tell us this fucking tale to the prom queen. Yeah,
1: you don't have to do everything slowly, Kristen.
0: Maybe she's just, like, slow in general. I mean, maybe. <laughs> the story begins by showing us a gate, which leads into a cemetery. The camera pans over some headstones, um, and then we're shown a girl. Kristen says that she stood over the grave holding a bouquet of wildflowers as if taking a moment for silent prayer. And the girl in the story tosses down this dried bundle of ugly-ass flowers. Let's take a moment to just, like, describe her. The girl in the story, she's got a ponytail. um, They all have ponytails. uh, Brown hair. I like
1: ponytails. (laughs) All all the girls at this show kind of look the same. They wear ponytails. Ponytails, and they have button up shirts, and yeah, right. plain yeah. pants. Other than characters like Beth, like Beth,
0: or- Beth and Danny were, were pretty different. Well, Amy. Danny had a ponytail, too, though. Amy, look was Kim, Kim Gibbler. Like, our
1: protagonists are all very
0: plain. The, yeah, you're right. But anyway, so this girl, she's got, like, auburn hair- uh, or brown hair, I don't know. Is there a difference between those colors? I don't know. one's probably lighter. She's got brown hair. It's in a ponytail with a vertical striped blue button-up shirt. It's tucked into her jeans, and she hears some sort of like laughing in the cemetery. So she's looking around to see who's laughing at her. Um, she's clearly uncomfortable because who the hell fucking laughs in the cemetery? Which is just like the most rude thing. You don't. People are dead in there. Uh, she gets up and she walks away from the grave. Um, she's looking around for the source of the the rude laughter, and the camera continues panning over gravestones, and then and then more gravestones, and we go back to the girl who's still hearing the laughing, and then we get to see fucking more gravestones, and I'm just like, why are there so many gravestones everywhere? This 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 graveyard is gigantic, and they just keep showing us every it little fucking square inch of this place. Over and over again, gravestones, the girl, gravestones, gravestones, the girl. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? She
1: might as well stop and read each one <laughs> out loud to the audience.
0: There, None of these gravestones had any writing on them, though. Do you think they were prop gravestones? Yeah, I think they were. There was just so many. They were so densely packed, and I just don't think that graveyards are, are that way. You gotta give people some fucking room. <laughs> No, just stack them on top of each other. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that would be, like, the most economical way, but... It's efficient. Yeah, we're not very efficient. Are graveyards in Australia the same as they are in America? Uh, From the
1: couple I've seen,
0: yeah, I guess. Dead people, gravestones. (laughs) Do they have, like, mausoleums and stuff, too? Uh, Yeah... Okay. Well, that was a lot less interesting than I was expecting, I guess.
1: I I haven't been to many Australian graveyards. Oh. That might surprise you to know. N- um, no. I don't know any Australian dead people.
0: Yeah, I guess you wouldn't. You've only been there for a couple of years. You know, I when I first learned how to ride my bicycle, my dad took me to a graveyard. I don't know why. It's the
1: best place to go.
0: It's every kid's favorite. I remember thinking, like, holy shit, what if fucking people come up out of these graves? They didn't, though. Like, darn, you know?
1: I mean, your fascination with zombies came from somewhere.
0: Yeah, you know what, though? I told you back in, like, Nightly Neighbors, I think, that I didn't really know what zombies were until Resident Evil, but I learned how to ride my bike when I was probably, like, six or seven, I think, maybe? Um, And I thought about fucking corpses coming out of the ground then, so I'm not really sure when I learned about zombies. I'm just one lie after the next, Brandon. I can't believe you... <laughs> Put up with me. I can't
1: trust a single thing you say. Uh,
0: oh, well. <laughs> we make it work. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, so, finally, the girl rounds a gravestone, and she's just ambushed by a flock of birds, which scared the hell out of her. That's just one of a lot of jump scares that this episode has. It's all this episode does for yeah, scary stuff. Yeah, it doesn't, scares, it doesn't
1: really try to be scary, so... Yeah. It just does jump scares. Faking faking you out is the only thing it can do.
0: But those birds, man, they were fucking just a flock of birds that just ripped through Can't the Can't imagine cemetery. jump
1: scares really work very well in a campfire setting.
0: <laughs> right, cuz Chris is just like and then and then the birds came from behind the graveyard. Wow, ah! scared her. <laughs> Uh, So she continues walking, Um, she touches some crusty looking old flowers at a gravestone, Um, and then some dude jumps out in front of her screaming, which of course scares her some more, so she screams and starts to run away, but there's another guy behind her, and he tells her to chill out that they aren't ghosts. You shouldn't do this to people. I would immediately, in this day and age, think that they were out to fucking steal this girl.
1: I feel like this has happened in a few episodes where... People just jump out in
0: front of each other, other people, and go, Whoa. I think that in previous episodes that the people knew each other, though. These these guys don't know this girl. They just fucking, they just fucked with her in a cemetery.
1: In just the last episode, Andy was riding his bike, and
0: the bully guy just <laughs> jumped out and was like, Whoa. It knocked him off his bike. Uh, the guy that screams at her gets a close-up, and immediately I don't like that guy very much. No. He just looks like a douchebag.
1: Yeah, he has a real he has a real look to him. My first thought was that he looks like Heath Ledger's Joker, but without the makeup.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. That's a good one. And then my second thought... I was thinking thought, maybe James uh, Franco?
1: Oh, I could see that as well. Uh, yeah. Evil James Franco. Yeah. Then, afterwards, I thought... He looked like Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars Episode Three, (gasps) specifically.
0: I think that's it. I think that's what I was thinking, but I just couldn't figure
1: it out. Yeah, and he's got the same kind of creepy, just like, everything he's saying, you're you're thinking, is this guy evil? Yeah. I think he's evil.
0: I think you are totally right. Let's go with that one. I like that. He looks like Anakin Skywalker from uh, Star Wars Episode Three. So after the one guy says that they aren't ghosts... The other guy that had screamed at this girl says, Then again, maybe we are. Ever seen Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> and I said, he said that just in a very douchey way.
1: Yeah, it's the second
0: he, Night of the Living Dead reference. I know, right? In one season. I, I can't wait for more. He giggles about it, and his buddy tells him to back off, calling him Jam. So this, this Anakin Skywalker-looking motherfucker, his name is Jam.
1: Yeah, that's not a good name
0: it's not it's just add that one to the list brandon we got a fucking ongoing list all right of just... that's
1: going on the shit name list you know yes. i actually i had a hard time hearing what his name actually was and in my notes i thought his name was champ and i wrote <laughs> like i wrote champ in all the notes and then I, at the end i was like oh it's jam and i had to go back and edit
0: <laughs> all my notes that's okay. that happened to me with Goth because I thought they said Garth at first, and it took probably about halfway through the episode and in when I'm reading my notes for the for the episode when we recorded, I called him Garth like twice, I think, and i I have no idea how to re-edit that to put Goth in there without it sounding like and then and then the guy uh, his name is Goth was, was you know, yeah, <laughs> so I just left it. <laughs> Uh, the girl yells at them saying, oh, you always hanging around in graveyards scaring people? And Jam says,
1: hey, we're just having a goof. <laughs> we need a goof counter for this episode because he says it I like know. 30 times.
0: Everything is just like, just stop. We were just having a goof. We were just goofing. <laughs> just goofing around. It's just goofs.
1: Goofing. <laughs> <laughs> we're just goofing, eh? Guys, don't take it seriously, we're just goofing. God, sorry, I was just goofing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is so
0: funny. Just having a good old goof. Just <laughs> <laughs> goof. Report <laughs> <laughs> to the goof troop. Shoot a little Yeah. Uh, The other guy introduces himself. Um, He's Greg, douchebags, Jam. They didn't mean to scare her, even though Jam clearly did mean to, considering he jumped out at her and screamed in her face. Yeah, that was his entire thing. Uh, But you know what? I said that, and then Jam immediately says, well, yeah, we did. We, We meant to scare you, but there was no harm done. I was like, all right, good on you, Jam. Then he asks her what her name is, and it's Dee Dee. Yeah, Dee Dee. Yeah, DD. It's better than Just Day like Day. The mom from Margaret's. Uh, yeah, it's much better than Day Day. At least it's an actual name, I guess. Yeah. I don't know any DDs Dee in my real life, but there are DDs Dee out there. There are no Day Days. There's, there's <laughs> not a single one. <laughs> the the last Day Day that was fucking conceived got eaten by a vampire. So there are no Day Days. Greg asks her what she's doing in a graveyard by herself, and DD Dee Dee tells the guys she was putting flowers on a grave. Jam says, yeah, or maybe you were looking for ghosts like us. Who Goes out looking for ghosts in the daytime. Fucking losers. Dee Dee starts walking away from these losers and says, oh, what? You can't wait for Halloween? And Jam and Greg just start following her like creepers. And Jam says, forget Halloween. Saturday's prom night. The night of the prom queen. And Dee Dee stops all dramatically. She turns to look at the guys. She seems a bit interested, saying prom queen. But then continues to walk away as Jam says, you haven't heard the story of the Prime queen? And then and Dee Dee's like, uh, no. And then at this point, it seems like she's picked up her pace to get away from these like potential fucking serial rapists. That's what I got out of this whole situation. They're creepy. They are creepy as fuck. I don't like it. This stuff would not happen. To, well, it, it does happen today, but it shouldn't. <laughs> it's like two dudes cornering a fucking girl in a... A place where there's no witnesses. It's just not a good, it's not a good thing. So they ask if she lives around here and she tells him no. She used to, but she's just visiting. Greg starts to tell the story about the prom queen, but douchebag jam says, shut up, Greg. I tell it bestest. He catches up with Dee Dee and pretty much forces her to listen to him as he's telling the story. He starts it out saying it happened a long time ago on prom night. A girl was waiting here by the gates for her date to pick her up. She was all set to go wearing a prom dress and everything, Uh, which of course she was. It's fucking prom night. But Jam sits down at this point to continue his story, saying that it was a foggy night. He says it's the kind where you can't see cars coming until it's too late. So there she was waiting in the fog when a car came ripping around the corner. Some say the guy was bombed because he took the turn too wide. Um, By bombed, do you think he means drunk? Yeah, that was my takeaway. Okay, that's what I thought too. Um, the guy in the car bounced over the curb and hit her. Smack! And he screams, and Dee Dee has a mini heart attack. And then Jam says the guy then just drove off, not even realizing what he'd done. Which seems incredibly unlikely. I think you would know it if you hit somebody in your car. Even if you were drunk. it depends on how bombed you are. Bombed. I've never heard anybody call it that before. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. It's probably, like, a fucking children's show thing. Jam says that they found her the next morning And buried her a couple days later In her prom dress Which seems incredibly disrespectful Considering she just got plowed over by a car With this thing on So it's probably all ripped up and bloody and yeah, covered in guts and <laughs> Brain matter and shit Yeah, they just toss gross. her
1: in a casket And dump her in the
0: ground Dee <laughs> Dee says that's awful which it is. Jam says that's not the best part, though. And Dee Dee's like, this disturbing and tragic homicide story gets better? And Jam's like, oh, yeah. Every prom night, the ghost of this girl comes back, and people have seen her by the gates, still waiting for the ride that never comes. And I'm like, you know prom night's not the same night every year, though. <laughs> there would be a bit of a discrepancy, I would feel. Yeah, Probably. So how would the ghost even know? Also, what's like what happens if the school closes down and there is no more prom? Well, it's probably
1: just on the anniversary of when she died, whatever it is. Even if
0: prom isn't going on. Okay. I like that better. Yeah. They should have just said that. Yeah. Greg says that we're going to see if it's true. Um, He says that they were kind of looking for the girl's grave, but that's a little juvenile, huh? And and Dee says, no, I think it sounds kind of cool. Jam asks her if she wants to help and Dee Dee looks over at Greg who smiles at her. But um, she doesn't answer just yet. Jam says, come on Greg thinks you're a babe. And Greg's like, shut the fuck up Jam. But Dee Dee agrees. Jam says, excellent.
1: Let's go ghost hunting boys and ghouls.
0: He's <laughs> so funny. Hey there everybody, Cortland here, your best buddy and your prom king. Thank you so much for taking a listen to our 12th episode and honestly really just our podcast in general. We're closing in on our first 1,000 downloads and Brandon and I are so excited. To celebrate this milestone as well as the completion of our first season, we're giving away the first season of Are You Afraid of the Dark on DVD. The giveaway link will be in the episode description and the directions to enter in couldn't be simpler. There's just a little less than two weeks left until we release our Season 1 wrap-up episode and announce the winner. So enter in while you can. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Private Island Presents and Twitter at PRVT Island. There we post every single day with pictures of the current week's episode, uh, entertaining gifts from the episode, or any updates like the giveaway we're doing. If you're feeling chatty, hit us up on those social media platforms or send us an email. That's privateislandpresents at gmail.com. We would love to read your emails. Let us know what your favorite episode is. As always, I'd like to thank All Hail the Badger for his work on the music for the podcast and to Brandon for the artwork. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to us chat about Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I hope you stop back next week for our 13th episode and the conclusion of the first season. Talk to you guys in a week. Bye!
1: Dee seems to, like, go along with all this stuff pretty quickly. She's just there, like, paying her respects to the dead, like, oh, here's some flowers, uh, be in peace, and then she's like, oh,
0: let's dig up some dead bodies and dance with them. Yeah, considering she's just visiting, she doesn't live in this town anymore, Um, she probably doesn't have that much time left in the town, but she's just like, I'm gonna spend it with these two dudes, I don't even know. Yeah, they Hunting for ghosts. Kick over some gravestones and hunt... <laughs> Monsters. Yeah. Do it! And it's like, this is prom for these guys, and they're gonna spend it not at prom. They're just social outcasts. Nobody was
1: gonna go to prom with Jam.
0: Yeah, but Greg, he's a he's a good-looking dude. Somebody would go to prom with him. The scene shifts to some sort of ice cream social truck, and an old man with a giant beard is probably ordering, like, an egg cream or something <laughs> from a soda jerk. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's a very odd shift.
0: Yeah, I feel like this whole episode kind of has like an oldish vibe to it. Nobody orders fucking egg creams. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, the gang's all sitting at a table, and they're trying to make themselves feel better because they didn't find the grave. They just have to eat away their disappointment in ice cream. It's probably hard to
1: find the grave with like no names or anything written on them. The prop. That's true. Graves. They don't even know
0: the name of this girl yet. Yes. They are going in blind, they're like... And this, like we said earlier, this graveyard was just packed with fucking gravestones all over the fucking place. Stuffed with corpses. Everywhere. (laughs) It looks like a fucking double-stuffed Oreo, except it's fucking corpses. (laughs) Jam asks Greg if he's gonna finish his ice cream, uh, but then he grabs it anyway, and he's about to start drinking out of the fucking straw, and it's just gross. Uh, But we cut over to Greg's face, and he says he just wants to know... If there was a car accident at all. And that he doesn't want this to be a waste of time. Jam offers up Greg's ice cream to Dee, And thankfully he took the straw out. But he still fucking chugs the rest of the ice cream. And I'm like man there's probably so much Greg spit in that shit. Ugh. DeeDee says that they should go to the police. Because they have. They must have a record of the accident. Jam mocks DeeDee saying. Oh we're ghost hunters officers. Can we see your files for the last hundred years? Didi and Greg laugh about it.
1: Yeah, he shits on that idea, but I thought it was pretty good.
0: I mean, you could just be like, I'm doing a report for school.
1: Yeah, you don't need to be like, hey, uh, we're a bunch of fucking weirdos who want to find this girl's dead body. You just be like, hey, let me see some accident reports. But he's like, "Uh, you're fucking stupid. That idea is stupid. Now let (laughs) the big, big boys talk.
0: Yeah, you could be like, I'm interested in cold cases. Because according to this kid, somebody hit this girl and nobody knew who it was or anything. So he just got away sc- squeaky clean. And so you could just be like, I'm interested in cold cases. Can you tell me more about this case? Yeah.
1: What do you think Nancy Drew does? She walks into that police station. <laughs> she says, all right, boys, give me uh 1956 murder. <laughs> big, big, yeah, boom. Right. They're like, yes, Miss Drew. <laughs>
0: <You> okay. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so Greg says that we can look through some newspapers, and Dee Dee's like, newspapers? As if she's never heard of them before. And Greg's like, yeah, if it happened, it'll be in an obituary or something. The kids agree it's a good idea, and they get up to go find that info. At this point, we get a, a voiceover from Kristen saying that they went to the town library to scan old newspapers on microfilm. They started in 1950 and moved forward looking for all traces of a girl dying in a car accident. And then they found it in 1956. So I'm like, well, at least they didn't have to look for that long. Yeah. So they're scrolling through all of these newspaper headlines. And they stop on one with the headline that says a girl was killed in a hit and run on prom night. And Dee Dee says, this is so cool. I've never seen one of these. And then Jam like stops it and he's like, no, that's it. I found it. Greg looks over at Jam and he says... It happened just like you said, fog and all. And he just says it in a really weird way, like he just really wants to fuck Jam.
1: <laughs>
0: like he really admires Jam.
1: there has got to be some reason he's hanging out with him because they don't really seem like they'd be friends.
0: No, it seems like they hate each other. But just like, like almost every other episode yeah, of Are You Pretty? Like every every
1: our... relationship in the show, somebody's got to be a douchebag friend. DBF.
0: The kids continue reading the newspaper article as we as the audience are shown a doorknob that slowly begins to turn. And the kids find out that the local girl's accident happened on May 7th, 1956, and her name was Judy Larson. The door at this point opens up completely and someone very slowly walks in as Greg continues saying that her boyfriend, Ricky Mitchell, was supposed to pick her up, but he never got the message. And I'm like, damn, this newspaper is just throwing some shade at poor Ricky. At this point, I was like, do you think he agreed to get dunked on for this article? Like, this girl's dead, and basically it's all this boyfriend's fault, because if he would have picked her up, she wouldn't have died. Yeah. Like, this newspaper article is just like, poor girl is dead, and it's all her fucking boyfriend's fault, who didn't even know to pick her up. Teenage girl dead. Terrible. Asshole boyfriend to blame. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But I guess... He didn't agree to this, because after he heard about Judy's death, Ricky drove his car, a 1955 Chevy, as they point out, off a bridge, and he killed himself.
1: Yeah. Cherry. Yeah,
0: right? Dee Dee's just real into this story, by the way. Um, she's making gasps and stuff, and she's like, he died too? All the while, whoever is in this room with these kids is just walking around. We're only showing their shadow. And uh, Greg continues saying it was an accident, and they never found him or the car, um, which is weird to me. They would ex- they would get that car out of that fucking river. Hey, it's not that hard. You can't
1: just have a car chilling
0: at the bottom
1: of a river oh. that probably isn't even that deep.
0: It can't be. It's just a small little river. It's really more of a creek. Jam says, excellent. Two gruesome deaths for the price of... <gasps> but then he's cut off because that figure in the room with them knocks into something and it makes a noise, and Greg's like, what was that? And after a little more banter by the kids, the figure finally makes its way up to them. It turns on a light, and it turns out it was just an old lady the whole time. Oh boy, jump scare number two. Yep. She offers the kids up some tea, and the noises were just the plates and the teacups tinkling together, and it's like, whew, they're safe. I thought this old lady was going to be a player in this story no not at all
1: like they'd be like oh god we were just looking up this death of this girl and she'd be like oh i went to school with that
0: girl yeah that would have been interesting but there's no, nothing she's there's just no some old lady
1: offering them the tea
0: next yes and also this old lady smiles at these kids for entirely too long the camera just sits on her face for like three seconds
1: yes a Kristen trademark Everything Can't.
0: happens too long. Always. And it's like, I could understand it if this lady had something to do with the story, but she doesn't. <laughs> no. She has nothing she to do with the story doesn't. at all. Jam makes fun of Greg about the whole ordeal, and it's in a very fr- it's in a friendly way, so I'm starting to think that Jam's not that much of a douchebag. I mean, he still is, but he's not as bad as I thought. Jam makes the great point to these two that if they're getting this scared over an old lady, how are they gonna react when they see a real ghost? And Greg says, that shit's getting old, but Dee Dee's like, no way, it's it's just getting real good, you know? Uh, Let's help Judy out. Guys are like, what, how? And she says, well, every prom night, Judy waits for her ride, who never comes, right? We just read that Ricky never picked her up because he didn't know that he was supposed to. Jam butts in to give this lame, I love Lucy joke, uh, saying, Judy, I'm here. Where's little Ricky? Shut up, Jam. It was the worst. Yeah, he sucks. Greg tells Jam to shut it and asks Dee Dee what they should do, and she says we should try and contact Ricky's spirit and tell him to pick Judy up. Jam's totally into it, saying, yeah, like a seance. This is getting better all the time. And Greg says, um, okay, we're we're taking this a little too far, guys. There's no such thing as ghosts. Even though he was totally into this at the beginning of the episode, but...
1: Yeah, they they make all these plans for something that... Nothing is gonna happen. There's no such thing as ghosts. So they're, like, making all these plans, pointlessly, to reunite this ghost with her boyfriend. What
0: do they think is gonna happen? I don't like this whole, like, idea of, oh, I'm super super into this thing, and then once they're pressed a little bit further, it's like, uh, I don't want anything to do with that. There's no such thing as ghosts. Yeah,
1: ghosts are stupid
0: we've talked about this before it's like the twist of the character it happens a lot more than it should happens most episodes Mm -hmm. uh so greg's like there's no such thing as ghosts but they ignore him and jam says his parents go to the movies on fridays and they can use his house and dd says no there's only one place to have a seance jam's like where that and she says oh come back here tonight and i'll show you And then Jam touches her on her shoulders in a really creepy way, and he says in a weird voice, Oh, a mystery. Who knows what'll happen when the lights go down. Shut up, Jam. I hate him. (laughs) He taps Greg on the shoulder. They walk away, but Greg comes back to talk to Dee Dee and asks her if she actually believes in this shit. And she says, I don't know. It's kind of fun. What do you say? And Greg then tells her that she's a strange person, but he likes that. She says, key. She gets up, and Greg's like, Key, and um, she says, I don't "Keen, it. keen, like Commander Keen."
1: Yeah, like Peachy Keen.
0: Ah, yes. Okay, that makes a lot of sense then. Okay. Yes. The scene shifts, and we're looking at a bridge. Dee says, "That's where Ricky went over." And Greg's like, "But they never found the car." Yuck. Jam says, "Psych, let's go to the marina." And Greg asks, "Why they can't do it right here?" But Dee, Dee says it's because that's, this isn't where it happens. We have to go under the bridge and do a seance. And that's what they do. <laughs> the scene shifts to complete night with a full moon and everything. The kids are all in a, in a boat somehow. Yeah, where the hell night? did they get that boat? I don't know. Nobody would let these kids have a... They're only, like, 16 anyway, so yeah. why would they...
1: Oh, we're having an impromptu
0: seance in the middle of the creek. <laughs> like, who... Rent out boats for this tiny fucking river. Do these kids have the boat to begin with? Did they steal it? Nobody would rent them, let them rent the boat out at night. Didn't no. make any sense. But they got a boat, they got the motor started, and they're going out to the the bridge so that they can have this seance. Jam asks if they need a medium, but Dee Dee's like, no, we just gotta believe real hard.
1: She's the master of seances.
0: She is.
1: The girl who was like, what, you can't wait for Halloween? And she's like, all right, now I'm running the seance. I'm summoning
0: (laughs) Satan. (laughs) The kids all hold hands as Greg says, I can't believe we're doing this. But Dee Dee coaches them saying, shut up, clear your minds, and try to think only of Ricky. She's like, think of his picture in the newspaper. Think about what happened to him that night and try to think about his 1955 Chevy. You can see it driving on the bridge that he's pissed about Judy dying. And uh Jam tries to interrupt her telling her she's pretty good at this and Dee Dee's just like shushes him and tells him shut up and concentrate. She's like, Imagine Ricky driving too fast. He turns on the bridge and the car swerves and skids. It crashes through the railing and it falls into the river. Now picture the car sitting at the bottom of the river for uh, for years and Ricky's inside and he's fucking gross and decrepit <laughs> and at this point the fog on the river is getting a bit heavier, and then some bubbling starts to happen behind the kids. And Greg hears the bubbling and is like, what the fuck is that? But Dee T- Dee tells him to close his damn eyes and just fucking concentrate. She says, keep picture of that car sitting underwater. And then she asks the spirit of Ricky Mitchell if he can hear us. And the bubbles behind him start up again. And Jam's like, what the fuck? And they write it off as some bubbles from fish. Yeah. But Dee Dee continues saying, if you, if you can hear us, Ricky, we've got a message for you. On the night of the accident, you were supposed to pick up Judy. She's still waiting for you. She wants you to pick her up. Greg says that this is getting stupid. And the the bubbles behind them just start going cuckoo bananas. Just crazy. And the kids freak the fuck out. They grab the anchor. They they lift it up. And and they start up the engine. But they can't seem to get it going. So Greg grabs the oars. And he starts paddling to shore. And the bubbles are just chasing these kids. And um, I just had to laugh. Because Greg's the only one that's paddling. And Jam is just screaming at him like, Do it! Come on, do it! Paddle more! It's like, Jam, you could be helping.
1: It's like in uh, Phantom Cab when uh, Denny is just yelling at Buzz to answer the riddles, and he's like choking
0: him, and he's like, Come on! (laughs) I wish that Greg would have started choking Jam right now, but he doesn't. (laughs) He deserves a little bit of a choking. He does. They make it to shore, and all the kids just dive out of that boat. The bubbles come up close to shore, but then they just stop. And Jam asks what happened, and Greg's like, I don't know, maybe it ran out of gas. Jam's like, that wasn't what we thought it was, was it? And Greg says, no, it couldn't be, even though he just made the joke about the car running out of gas. If they
1: didn't want to see dead people, what the hell are they
0: doing there? Why are they doing this? I mean, they probably didn't expect a car to chase them underwater. I don't know. What would those bubbles have even done? It's not like the car would, like, float up to the surface. I mean, unless it does. It's just ghost rules. I don't know, the
1: bubbles could pop on them. That would be startling.
0: Maybe it'll, like, shake their canoe a little. Greg says it's probably like a leaky water main, or just, like, natural gas bubbles, or whatever. And Jam says, or a ghost taking an evening spin. Greg's like, no! I don't know what it was, but it was no ghost, because ghosts aren't real what are you doing i
1: don't know why are you friends with jam that's all jam seems to care about is death and ghosts (laughs) and murder
0: (laughs) potentially jam says well there's only one way to find out for sure tomorrow night the graveyard prom night be there if you dare greg collapses and we cut over to a commercial break i guess um and then when we get back it's our midnight society interlude where Kristen is just still standing because she's in a fire hazard of an outfit, and she grabs the the corsage from her wrist and she tosses it into the fire for some reason. Uh, we look at David and Betty Ann, and they look—they so <laughs> are so bored. bored. <laughs> they are hating this story. Yes.
1: They're like, "This is worse than hungry hounds."
0: <laughs> they are basically sleeping using their like palm. An elbow to support the, the weight of their head. <laughs> Betty answers, brave kids. And Frank corrects her by saying that they're stupid but brave. Is it really brave if you didn't know what was going to happen before you did it? No. Because they didn't know that they were going to get chased by an underwater 1955
1: Chevy. I mean, Greg didn't expect anything to happen at all. So, as soon as something did, he was like, oh, let's get the fuck
0: out of here. <laughs> Let's let's correct Frank then. They're just stupid. Kristen slowly tells us that the next day the kids checked the graveyard records and found the name Judy Larson. Gary says the grave they've been looking for and Kristen agrees. She points to the sky with her hand and it transitions in back into the story. We're shown Judy's grave. She was born in 1939, died in 1956. And Jam says there she is. They wonder if she, they should stay in front of the gravestone to see the ghost or that they should move. Which, no, they should just go to the corner where she was allegedly hit by a car. And Dee Dee says that they should split up, but Greg's like, no way, we're staying together. And he just wants to get in good with Dee Dee, I think. Oh, yeah. He obviously has, like, this crush on her, which is kind of cute. James says, let's wait over there. We can see the road to the gate and the gravestone. So the kids walk over there, and Greg stops Dee Dee saying, you really don't believe in this stuff, do you? For the second time.
1: They already had this
0: conversation.
1: She thinks it's kind of fun. Get over it.
0: He says, you're just doing it for a goof, right?
1: You're just goofing. (laughs) We're all just having a goof. (laughs)
0: She says, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Uh, The night goes on, and the (laughs) the kids are just wasting their damn prom night in this stupid cemetery. Greg is asking if the legend says when she comes out because it's getting cold, and Jam tells him that it's always midnight. And I don't know if he means that as in, like, just this instance, or if it's like, you know, well, every ghost story, it happens at midnight. Like, come on, why'd you even ask?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised Kristen didn't stop the story to be like, why is it always midnight?
0: <laughs> Asking herself that as yeah. she's telling her own story. <laughs> The kids just kind of sit there for a little longer, and Greg asks if they feel as stupid as he does, and they don't answer, but they start to hear some, like, tinkling noises coming from somewhere. Um, I said kind of like jewelry tinkling together, but it's a wind chime. It's probably that old woman from the fucking library about to drop some bomb-ass tea on these kids, though. (laughs) You want some tea? We told you no! (laughs) following the she was um like on the shore the other side of the shore she was under the water
1: with (laughs) a little
0: scuba tank and that was the bubbles (laughs) we told you old woman we don't want your tea um we're showing to like a person in just this white raincoat looking thing um holding a wind chime for some reason it's they're like draped in like fucking a cotton a cotton raincoat it's Really stupid yeah, looking. It's just some person in a white hoodie jingling a wind charm. It looks like garbage. Jam's like, It's her! It's totally her! And Greg starts to walk towards the figure, saying he's got to know who that is. And obviously, it's not the prom queen ghost because it's not even wearing a prom dress. But he goes up and, and checks out who it is. Jam tries to stop him, but Greg, did, you know, he just goes to check it out anyway since he doesn't even believe in ghosts. Greg follows the figure who stops for a moment and then continues walking. So he reaches out and he grabs its shoulder and it turns around and then it says, boo. And it's just a dude under a raincoat looking thing and fucking Greg asks who it is and he says, Jam made me do it! And Gre- Greg is pretty upset at Jam now. And Jam comes up laughing and he says, I thought that you were going to have a cow. And Greg threatens to hurt him.
1: Yeah, Jam here is like, oh I totally got you, man. But no, he didn't. His prank completely failed because greg didn't buy that it was a ghost for a second he was like all right what the fuck's going on here what scooby-doo bullshit is this
0: (laughs) he thought it was a person and it was a person (laughs) yeah so like
1: you did that for no reason jam you're an idiot
0: yeah so he he like winds up and he's about to punch the shit out of jam but he like avoids it and then he moves up to the dude in white and it turns out that it's his cousin chuck he introduces him to dd and greg and um, Jam shows Greg and T.D. how his cousin is decked out in just, like, this flashlights on his head and, a like, a hat-looking thing. And, and he's got a flashlight on the wind chimes, and it's really stupid. Greg's still pissed off about this whole thing, so he tells Jam that he's going to kill him. <laughs> and Jam's like, come on, just, just relax. It was just a goof. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Everything's just...
0: It's just goofing.
1: Just goofing, guys. Just goofing around.
0: (laughs) My absolute favorite part of the episode. It's just a goof, guys. (laughs) Just just goofing. Oh, it's just a goof, bro. (laughs) Oh, there aren't any real ghosts. Dee Dee protests by saying, What about last night? And Jam tells her, Yeah, right. You really think that was a ghost car on the water? He lifts his finger to his lips, and he says, Hello, anybody up there? Which, um, I laughed out loud. And then I had this, like, epiphany, right? Because my brother and I, uh, we used to, to make fun of that together. And I don't remember a single thing about this episode, but when he did that, Hello, anybody up there? When he was jiggling his lips, yeah, I remember doing that with my brother, like, Maybe wow. Just laughing about it. Isn't that just weird? Jogged your memory of that very specific moment. Yeah. it's crazy. Greg begins assaulting Jam, who's like, come on, Greg, it was just a goof. <laughs> and he looks off into the distance, and we're shown a fog-covered street with a car pulling up, and Didi tells Greg to look as the car comes closer. And this car is very slow, just like everything else. Yeah. Just super slow. And Greg says... It's a car. Yeah, well, Jam says a couple times that he doesn't know who it is, but it turns out to be a classic 1955 Chevy, which just slowly makes its way over to the kids. And Dee Dee walks a little closer to it, and she takes her hair out of the ponytail um, as she kind of just, like, sways back and forth for a moment, and then she walks closer to the car. And Greg says, Dee Dee, what are you doing? doing? And she twirls around, like, three times... Because she's in this just gorgeous prom dress, and she starts explaining that she knew they were going to be the ones, from the moment she saw them.
1: You see, I couldn't leave the cemetery unless someone brought me with them. And then you solve the mystery of why Ricky never picked me up and got him to come.
0: Ricky's just sitting in this car smiling as Dee Dee, or um, I guess we should call her Judy now, makes her way to the passenger seat and gets in. Greg stares on at her. Gosh, he looks like he just got his heart broken in half. Like, I mean, I guess he kind of did.
1: He thought he was going to get some.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he did. And he doesn't. No,
1: he really doesn't.
0: (laughs) Unless him and Jam get it on later. Judy's saying that she's got to go now. Her ride's finally here. When she says that, she looks over at Ricky with this, like, about fucking time kind of look on her face. (laughs) And Greg's still stunned about all this saying, like, Dee Dee? Is that... who? What? And, and she says, oh, Dee Dee's my nickname. My real name's Judy. She's like, thanks, guys. I'll never forget you. And Ricky grabs Judy's hand, and he gives it a smooch. Um, it's just, just Just rubbing it in Greg's face. <laughs> and the car rolls out of the cemetery, and they ghost right through the closed gate, <laughs> and that's the end of the tale.
1: It's a really terrible looking effect when they drive through the gate.
0: I thought that too As they were like...
1: driving up to the gate I'm like oh they're gonna drive through the gate They're gonna drive through it I, conti- <laughs> I know it And then it happened and I was like Ooh that looks like garbage <laughs>
0: I thought the same thing
1: I also thought Ricky was a bit of a douche He didn't say anything that whole time He didn't even thank
0: these kids
1: Yeah it's like dude we got your girlfriend back You guys could be together for all eternity or whatever But yeah don't say anything <laughs>
0: Back at the Midnight Society, the camera slowly pans up, Kristen, and she slowly unveils her face, and she says, the end, and the kids all look around for a split second before Gary says, okay, meeting's over, and he dumps the water on the fire, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, questions? Okay. Yeah, you go first, because I have one, too. What the hell?
1: (laughs) Judy is just hanging out in the cemetery, putting Mm -hmm.
0: flowers by, is it her grave? I assume it's her grave. Yeah. Okay. She's putting flowers by her grave. Or maybe it's Ricky's. I mean, I guess they never exhumed the <laughs> she body. She seemed out of the surprised
1: riverbank. that Ricky died too. When they were looking yeah. at the microfilm, she was like, "Oh fuck, he died too."
0: Yeah. Okay. So that probably is her own grave then. Yeah. Where did
1: she get like the modern 1990s clothes that she's wearing? Can she just like
0: I don't know? That's a good point.
1: Sailor Moon transform into whatever clothes <laughs> she wants to trick people into taking her out of the cemetery
0: she just updates every year
1: yeah was she wearing bell bottoms in the 70s like hey guys you want to look for ghosts
0: (laughs) and they were like no thanks (laughs) uh that would be the most logical explanation i guess it's not logical whatsoever no i I don't i don't really get it Hmm. that's a good point i didn't think of that one
1: like the whole the whole tale of the ghost was that she shows up on prom night wearing the prom dress and it's like oh okay i see it's like replaying what happened back then but no she's just this ghost who can like walk around and talk to people and change her clothes and just go out and have ice cream and you know egg creams she can be touched too she can flirt with boys and hold seances it's like Are you really even a ghost at that point? You're just, like, a person. Just, like, go home, watch some TV, like, live your life.
0: (laughs) Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. She probably did try to get people to help her in her prom dress, but obviously people connected the dots and were like, oh, that's a fucking ghost. I ain't helping that shit. I'm running. (laughs) So after, like, years of just not that not working... Then she was like, all right, I got to change this up. I got to conjure up some new fucking clothes. Maybe she went and like stole the clothes off of a, a corpse that was wearing that stuff. Ew. I mean, it's probably better than her bloody prom dress, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, I mean, nobody would ever get buried in like normal clothing like that. But for, for story's sake, that's what she did. She stole the clothes from a corpse, put them on, and then it worked this time. Do you have any other questions before I ask mine? No, go ahead. So, another plot hole that I was wondering about is that at the end of the episode, she says uh, she couldn't leave the cemetery unless she got invited by them out, right? Right. So, the first part of the episode happens on Friday during the day. That's when they're in the cemetery. That's when they have their ice cream social. What does she do after they leave the ice cream social? Because they don't come back until the nighttime to go to that bridge, And if she can't go anywhere unless she's invited, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless she's like, I'm invited. I'm free to do whatever I want. I can haunt anywhere now. That's what I wondered. I was like, what did you do in the time between when you said, oh, let's meet back up here tonight. And then when you met back up there tonight, what, where were you doing?
1: Seems like she could just do whatever the fuck she wanted.
0: Yeah. Right. And also she like, where did she sleep or whatever? Did she go back to the cemetery and hang out by her grave? for friday night into saturday morning i don't know
1: so did you see
0: the plot twist coming you know what my thought was is that greg was ricky too and that he just didn't know it
1: you know i first i thought jam was ricky really i don't know why
0: (laughs) i was just like
1: oh her douchebag boyfriend well this guy's a douchebag (laughs) (laughs) he's the ghost and he doesn't know it Hmm. but then but then i immediately was like oh no it's her
0: Yeah, I knew, like, right off the bat that she was going to be the ghost. Yeah. I think I knew, I don't know if it was before or, like, right after she met the boys, but yeah, I knew she was going to be the ghost.
1: When she was like, oh, I used to live here, but I'm just visiting. I'm like, oh, because you're a ghost.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought it, too, I think. Yep. But yeah, I thought Greg was going to turn out to either be Ricky or get possessed by Ricky or something, And, and then I was like, well, no, because Jam has been, like, friends with him, I guess, for what seems like forever so it wasn't ricky was he just,
1: just got cock blocked by ricky
0: sure as fuck did yeah ricky was a douchebag <laughs> i loved it thought it was hilarious he's just like peace motherfucker let's go Dee. <laughs> let's go baby <laughs> and he just makes out with her in front of greg just to rub it in yep like greg looks up in the sky and all he ever sees is dd and ricky just smooching but overall, I thought, like I said in the beginning, it was it was an alright episode. It was probably, like, middle of the road for me. It wasn't boring, but I thought it was fun to watch, I guess.
1: Yeah, I liked the characters well enough. Like, I didn't like Jam, <laughs> like, he was a douche, but it was entertaining to watch him. And I liked Dee,
0: Dee. Greg's kind of a wet blanket the whole episode, but... Yep, I think you covered that, like, perfectly. And that old woman, she was, like... Man, Oof. she just had some dope fucking tea. She stole tea. the show. <laughs> yeah, she was making that bomb-ass tea.
1: <laughs> she was brewing those mystic vapors like, hey.
0: <laughs> so the Tale of the Prom Queen, Um, I think it was named pretty well, but do you think there's some uh, other names that we could give this one?
1: Yeah, I'm sure there is.
0: Tale of the Ice Cream Social?
1: <laughs> <laughs> tale of the Telegraphed Plot Twist?
0: Oh, yeah, right. Tale of the Stolen Tail.
1: Tale of the Lonely Greg.
0: (laughs) Tale of the Douchebag Boyfriend.
1: (laughs) That's almost every episode. Tale of the Old Woman's
0: Tea. Oh, that was gonna be my next one. (laughs) Uh, Tale of the Bubbles.
1: (laughs) Tale of the Flammable Costume. Oh, That would be like the overall... (laughs) Yeah, she's telling the story of her own death.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The next episode is the season one finale. Already. Jeez. So soon. I know. The next episode, though, is called The Tale of the Pinball Wizard. Who do you think tells this story? (laughs) Pinball Wizard? Really? Mm, Yeah, right? Isn't that a song? Who is it? I don't know, let me go look. By the who, I think? Yeah, the who, Pinball Wizard, yep, you're right. Okay. Who do you think tells the tale of the Pinball Wizard?
1: This sounds like a
0: Frank. A Frank story? Yeah. Okay, well what do you think the tale of the Pinball Wizard's gonna be about?
1: Well, a wizard is similar to a sorcerer, so I'm gonna okay, say sure. that Goth is finally coming back. <laughs> He's managed to lure another high schooler. <laughs> To an arcade, okay. And somebody hits a ball into the special mystic vapors pinball table, and he's like, "Ha ha, I'm back!" And then the guy like hits the flipper and uh, gets a high score, and he's like, "Oh shit, oh!" <laughs> that spoilers for the whole episode. So sorry, sorry if you haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, I hope that is exactly what it is. (laughs) Um, I remember this episode quite well, so I am looking forward to it. I think it's going to be amazing. All right, Keen. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my man, I've been up all night, man. I'm so tired.
1: I am sick and tired of talking to you.
0: (laughs) It's understandable. Sorry you're sick. I'm going to go get some rest
1: yeah super
0: tired let's do it let's do it (laughs) all right i'll talk to you uh i'll talk to you in a week all right bye guys bye
1: hey we're just having a goof